On this episode of Getting Scaried Away, we discuss some of our favorite horror comedies, B-horror, and much more. We are joined by Executive Director of Shakespeare in Delaware Park, Lisa Ludwig. We hope you enjoy the conversation. How are things on your side of the things world? Things are going great. Just started our new Patreon. That is up and running. We actually have stuff on there this time, <laughs> so we are good to go. Yeah, a Patreon's no good if there's like nothing. If there's nothing for patrons to, to Patreon. Oh boy. Well, this episode is not about our Patreon. This episode <laughs> is about a very special person who we're very excited to have on the show. Before we introduce our lovely, lovely guest... We want to just preface that this is an episode that, or a topic rather, that we have been very excited to talk about. Yes. <laughs> yes. We have been looking forward to it, watching movies in preparation for it, um, and just overall getting very excited about it. So with that, we wanted to introduce our esteemed guest. You know her around the Buffalo theater community and beyond. She has been on any and every stage that you can possibly dream of. She is the executive director with Shakespeare in Delaware Park, and we couldn't be more pleased to have her on the show here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lisa Ludwig. Hello. I am so excited to be here with you guys. This is so exciting. How are you doing? I'm Well, you know, I keep saying just living the COVID dream. Um, (laughs) You know, I've I've been watching a lot of movies. So, (laughs) oh, um, yes, that's that's been about the only uh, good thing about COVID. But um, no, uh, you know, doing doing okay, And it's so fun to now find people. I can talk uh, horror movies with because, you know, not every that's not everybody's uh, niche there. So I'm always excited when I when I can talk to somebody about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something. Well, particularly the topic of this episode (laughs) is not an area that everyone is very well versed in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you talk horror with people, you typically especially like if you're first bringing it up with somebody for the first time, you never know what their tastes are. Yeah. What, and, and what type of horror. And I mean, we've talked to all types of horror on this show. Specifically, we talked to Adam Yellen about his, his kind of loves for a certain genre. And then we get into the topic of this, I guess I'll just say it like cheesy, um, overzealous slasher horror movies over the top yeah it's just you never you you really have to make that introduction to see what kind (laughs) of person you're you're working with well again picture it this way too you you two are young and hip uh picture (laughs) picture an old broad like me whenever i tell people like who don't really know me that i like horror movies you've just got to see their face and they're like what and i'm like yeah (laughs) yeah i do and i was watching horror film before, you know, your parents probably even thought about you guys. Uh, so, yeah, I've 
I, I have always loved it. And I do have a deep love for comedic horror or bad. I do love a bad, bad horror movie, mm-hmm. as well as the good ones. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love them all. <laughs> yeah, well, admittedly, we were having a conversation with Ricky's family about having you on the show. And we said, do you want to guess what the topic is? And this was not what they guessed. They were, they were like, oh, um, hmm, well, are you talking about this movie or this movie? But it was, we were like, no, we're talking about, well, specifically, Ricky said, because he has this joke with his sister about the movie Zombievers. Um, and <laughs> she she just didn't want to watch it, right? Yeah. Well, my sister's just a, a, a scaredy cat in general. She doesn't really dive into horror that much, but... But her husband was like, we have to watch Zombievers. And so Ricky was like, guess what we're talking about with Lisa? <laughs> and and she's like, what? And he's like, Zombievers. And she's like, no, you're not. What, what did they all think you were going to talk about with me? Like probably the old classic, you know, horror films of like the 1940s or something. You know, like your, your Nosferatu's, your, oh, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. I really, they didn't have many guesses. They were no. just trying to think of what we haven't talked about on the show. But I think really just because we haven't gotten too deep into this specific topic, I don't think it even crossed their mind right. that this was something that we were going to do. Uh, even though we've been talking to each other about, okay, we have to do these types of, I think from the very first episode we recorded, I said, eventually we have to do an episode on Zombievers because it was one <laughs> that we have always just laughed at and absolutely loved. We just watched it just so before th- we did, started yes. recording. Yeah. Oh, you just watched it today. I, today. I did watch it this weekend, and um, I enjoyed it as much as I did the first time. So I it's don't know great. if that's sad or, <laughs> or what it is. Absolutely not. It's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, it just the sort of general tone with a lot of the some of the movies that we're going to talk about today, they they all for the most part, they know what they are. They're not trying to be anything different. They're all very very self aware, fun over the top. And sometimes, you know, with horror, that's just what you want when when you want to watch a fun horror movie. Yeah, sometimes you don't always want to think about it. And what makes the the, the few that we're talking about today too is they're clever. Mm-hmm. They're fun, but then they do get that gore or that fear moment in there as well. The the really good ones package all of that um there are some that are just plain silly and you just have to laugh at but actually some (laughs) really do combine all of those things together i i think yeah absolutely and when when it's like a perfect marriage of all of those elements you just you're there for the ride yeah and i think that we picked a couple to talk about and we can absolutely talk about more but the specific ones that we picked to revisit and discuss today we have a nice variety of the, you know, this one's just for fun. And then this one has a really great uh, message combination and a really great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And, you know, I guess I'll, well, I want to jump back a little bit, but we kind of touched on it a little bit when we started, but I didn't know what kind of horror you were into. And it was actually Kristen Bentley who had texted me. <laughs> And she said, you know, you really ought to talk to Lisa about her interest in horror. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that she was a fan. Like, what what kind of movies is she into? And Kristen's like, just ask her. She'll, <laughs> she'll inform you. And 
when you when you listed off like Sleepaway Camp and all of these films that are just like candy for me, I was so so excited. So I wanted to ask you, what was it that got you into the genre? And is this, uh, I guess, like your favorite avenue, your your favorite side of the horror movie? No, actually, you know, it's very interesting because um, I, I was very young and I had an aunt that was probably only like 10, 15 years older than me. And when we used to sleep over at my grandma's house, when my cousin, other younger cousin were little, my aunt used to torture us and make us watch bad horror movies like Rosemary's Baby and oh. things, things a child should not be watching, right? Yeah. So I remember watching those and just being very intrigued at a young age. And it, here's what's interesting. I hate being scared. I have friends, if people jump out at me to scare me on purpose, like, I haven't talked to people in years who do that to me, because <laughs> oh, no. they know I hate it, right? <laughs> so, now watch, everybody I know is going to start jumping out I know, at me, I was like, just going to say, no right? to self, do not yeah. scare, yep. <laughs> oh, no, I've punched people, I've, you know, I do not like um, haunted houses. Um, a dear friend of ours, Norm Sham, he used to build the haunted catacombs years ago. He was the head guy there. And he used to have to take me through when no one was there so that I could see everything because I loved going through it. But I don't want people jumping out at me. I don't want, I just, I don't like that. So the thing I love about horror movies is it is a thrill ride, but you're in control of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, so totally. like I love the adrenaline aspect of it, but you know, I, I don't have to worry about well hopefully people jumping out at me. It's like, you know, going on the roller coaster without going on the roller coaster. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I got involved. But I like that was the time of the old, you know, the classics, the Halloweens and, you know, all of those things which I loved. The original prom night um, oh, yeah. back in the eighties, uh, my bloody Valentine. Again, I'm going to be completely honest. When I was that age, if you wanted to go out on a date, that was the only movie the guy would go see is some slasher horror movie. So if I (laughs) wanted to go out, that's what I had to watch. And Mm. I actually ended up probably liking them more than they did. I love that. So I loved, I loved, loved, loved them. But then most my friends people don't like it so i got into the camp movies the bad you know the sleepaway camp the ice cream man jack frost ginger dead man you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> killer pinata because i could have movie nights over at my house with people who were afraid of horror and watch something like that and just watching their reactions was more fun than watching the movie so that's kind of how i got into um the comedy horror if i wanted to watch things with people you kind of had to do that you couldn't really do the the gory slasher horror horror type movies yeah yeah true i guess i've tried to introduce because i mean pretty exclusively we watch horror or every once in a while we'll sprinkle in something just straight comedy yeah we'll throw a romantic comedy in there just to like (laughs) keep ourselves level yeah and then we're like oh that was dumb and so then we just go back to horror but i've tried to introduce some of my friends to certain horror movies and i'm like watching them as they watch it and i'm like do you like it 
are you are you enjoying it and they're like no why no, do you watch no, they this don't. <laughs> and i'll tell you i never let my children watch any horror movies they don't watch horror movies i mean i didn't even let them watch chitty chitty bang bang because the the, the child catcher i'm like oh this is gonna oh, be too, yeah. it's gonna be too, too scary. scary for my kids i don't want to scare my kids you know and yet <laughs> they know that i'm this crazy horror movie person but but they do not they do not watch the horror interesting yeah i think you touched on something really uh, interesting. Just watching people's reactions is, it's a whole different thrill in and of itself when you get to expose somebody to a horror movie, one that they've never seen before, but two, that is a movie that's kind of built to get reactions out of people, like a really shocking film, yeah. like, you know, overly gory and that sort of thing. And just kind of reveling in watching how people take it all in it's well, just a I've really learned, beautiful thing i've learned not to show people things that i really really like because then i feel really self-conscious for liking it if they have a <laughs> oh, negative reaction <laughs> or they people look at you differently they're like what is wrong with you that yeah. you just oh, yeah. found this <laughs> entertaining but again look at it this way it's not most horror movies, right? They're not really based on a reality type of thing, right? You know, Michael Myers, you're, he's not going to die five million times and come back and, you know, so it's not True. real. I have a more adverse reaction, like watching war movies. Like they upset me oh. terribly because yeah. that's yeah. real. Like and I, that that's awful. So, you know, it's not like I like to see, you know, people get hurt, you know, but it's it's a different, for me, it's a different thrill ride, but it, it's not for everybody. I'm telling you, the majority of my friends won't you know see horror movies with me so it can it can be a lonely it can be a lonely life of you see you're lucky you two have each other that <laughs> I remember I was uh, I think I was pregnant with my daughter um, Sydney and it was an afternoon and I wanted to see um, Nightmare on Elm Street and it must have been uh, the child um, what's it called uh, where she's pregnant dream child oh yes and, yep and I remember going to the holiday, whatever it was, movies on Union. I went by myself. It was like noon. And I'm like seven, eight months pregnant. And I've got the big bowl of popcorn. I'm by myself because who goes to see a horror movie at noon on a Thursday or something? And I remember I'm in there and I'm so excited. And this poor usher, like every 10 minutes, would kind of walk in and you'd hear the door go, <laughs> and I'd get all scared and I'd turn around and he'd stand there for a minute then he'd leave then 10 minutes later finally I'm like oh, forgot that just come and sit down next to me you're scaring me more by walking in and out of this movie like yeah. you know it was it was I vividly remember that but then as I was leaving I'm like how sad is that I'm seeing a Nightmare on Elm Street movie pregnant about this pregnant woman alone like what's wrong with me but I enjoyed it oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like uh, I used to. Now it makes Ricky sad if I do, but um, I used to go. <laughs> it, well, I mean, now I can't go anywhere anyways, but right. um, I, I like to go see movies by myself or go out to lunch or dinner or something like that. And he's always like, well, don't you want to go with somebody? And I'm like, no, honestly. Well, mostly I see shows by myself all the time because I very much prefer to just be by myself and process it and then if I want to see it a second time then I go and I bring somebody but the only time when that's tough is like when they have a twist ending and you're there alone and then mm. you have no one you can to talk, talk to, to. that's right I mean not that it's a horror movie but when Sixth Sense came out 
Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. They they marketed that as a horror movie, which it wasn't really, but neither here nor there. I'm like, nobody's gonna go see this. It's a horror movie. And I had the same experience. I went and saw it by myself and I at the end and anybody who says they figured it out before knowing it are liars, but neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the end just sitting there going, Oh my god. Like, I have no one, because I saw it the first day it was out, no one I can talk to, and I did. I dragged, I think, everybody I knew. I think <laughs> I paid to see it like six or seven times, and I just would sit there and watch the person watching the movie to see if uh, they got it. That's the only time, because I like going to movies by myself, too, but if there's something you really want to talk about and nobody's seen it, it that that stinks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, like, looking around the theater, and you're like, didn't... Does anybody did you does anybody want to talk about it? <laughs> I've done that. Process. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw Fight Club years ago by myself and there were a bunch of young guys sitting behind me and at the end I jokingly turned around cuz I'm like I'm like do you guys want to go get a beer or something because I'd love to talk about this movie and I I was joking and laughing. Yeah. They're like, oh, "Okay, lady." But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully when the world reopens we can <laughs> experience those things again movies again yeah, yeah. remember that movies? Be nice? oh. we went to the drive-in a lot this past summer we did In, into the fall actually we we went right up until november i think yeah the drive-in was great because i mean you are literally just in your own little space world, and yeah. you get to still go own. enjoy movies were they showing new new things they new some, and old yeah some new and old we went to well, one of our favorites that we went to see, um, and of course we've seen it many, many times, but they had a double feature of Nightmare and Friday, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And it was just so cool for us because we never got to see it in theaters. So for us to, and those are the perfect movies to kind of like see in a drive-in setting. So yeah. those were really fun for us to see. And then... Yeah, we saw three new ones, I think. We did, yeah. And also on Halloween night, we didn't know what to do because we're big. I mean, we love horror and we love Halloween, but we didn't know what to do this year. So we found a drive-in um, that was kind of like a pop-up drive-in. and On Hurdle? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, it was so cool. And they were showing a triple feature of Trick or Treat, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and... And then we didn't get to see the third one because yeah. I had a client go into labor that night, so I had to <laughs> I had to come home and get my bag and go to the hospital, but... Yeah. But you really wanted to sit through Halloween 3, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, it's all worth it just for Tom Atkins' mustache. I mean, I'll pay full price any day for that. Thank we, you very much. We did... We did sit through the whole thing. It was fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it's Halloween 3 is probably fun to watch now because you didn't live through it when it originally came out and you were like so excited to see it and you sat there in the movies going, what is this? You know, yeah. because I saw it when it came out and was very angry. So, so I never revisited it. <laughs> was it because, um, I mean, just the first two films at that point were both Michael Myers stories. Was it because people were expecting that to happen again? Absolutely. If, if they would have uh, advertised it as a different movie, you know, not part, you know, to be a part of a trilogy at that mm -hmm. point, I think it would have been fine and people would have been happy about it, but they didn't let people know that it wasn't mm -hmm. a continuation at that time. So yeah. people were really angry. 
Yeah, that's a bit of a marketing screw up. I do I mean, remember, actually, I had never watched it just because everyone said, don't bother. Um, <laughs> I had never watched it until you and I sat down, I don't know, a couple of years ago and watched every single Halloween. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, don't expect anything big out of <laughs> Halloween 3. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't really have many expectations for it, but I can see how, well, and then to return to the Michael Myers stories, it was just very clearly out of place. So I think you're right. If it had just been its own thing, and we've talked about that a bunch of times, don't make some things a sequel, just make them their own thing. And then people won't be so mad about them. Right. Um, So I want to know more about what it is about horror comedies that you find most interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this like all day today. I'm like, there are so many different avenues and different sort of, I guess, genres of horror comedy. Um, Some are very self-aware. Some are just kind of, for lack of a better word, bad movies. Yeah. But, but some are very smart. Yeah. Uh, I I do just want to ask, and we don't have to include this because we just talked about it in a previous episode, but have you seen Freaky? Yes. Yes, I did. Did you like it? I did. I mean, it was exactly what I expected, right? Mm -hmm. So I I didn't have, you know, you know, it was just going to be Freaky Friday, but, you know, with a serial killer um, type of thing. But um, I, I liked Vince Vaughn. I thought he did a really nice job in it. I mean, it was predictable. Like there was nothing deep in it that at the end I went, Oh, well that's something different. Um, but I was also, uh, hankering for a new horror movie. So I was very excited to, to see it. Yeah. Yeah. We loved, I mean, Vince Vaughn was our favorite part. And I think arguably the best part, I'm sure a lot of people would agree that he was the best part of the movie. He just did such a fantastic job and he was so funny as yeah. that character. He he just nailed it. And, but that, that brings up an interesting part of the question, too. Like, that movie knows what it is. Like, it knows exactly what it's trying to do, and it just goes for it um, sort of 100%. So I'm, I, I'm curious to know more about what types of horror comedy you sort of gravitate to. Is it, is it more of that kind of style, or is it sort of like the, the camp? Yeah, and it's interesting because I I think we touched on it really briefly in the beginning because there's two different kinds. There's mm-hmm. there's horror movies like uh, Killer Pinata, which is about you know Pinata that kills people because it's mad that he keeps getting you know his friends get smashed at birthday parties. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's ridiculous. It's silly. It's over the top. That's what you watch with a group of friends because it's funny, right? Absolutely. But then you get into something, and even Zombievers, I think is is more clever, but it's it's still very silly, right? Mm-hmm. But some other things that we were going to talk about today, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, mm-hmm. um, is really smart. I mean, oh, it's, so it, smart. it is it is well acted, it is well directed, it is clever, um, and I, those I like a lot. And there, mm-hmm. there really are more of those comedic horror movies out there that, that are, are good than I think people, you know, even think about now this, you know, what we do, what we do in the shadows. Again, I don't count that as a horror movie, but you know, it's a vampire mockumentary. It is one of, it is like one of the best movies. I think I, I just love 
that movie mm-hmm. and recommend. So, I mean, I like that type of comedy. But again, that gets, you know, some of the gore in there, some of the suspense. Um, so those that is my I like that a lot. The yeah. only kind of horror I don't like, I do not like torture horror. Um, mm, like Saw? No, I love Saw. Oh. I love Saw oh. 1. I love Saw 1 and 2. 3 is okay. After that, it turned into torture horror for me. Yeah. There was no no point. I remember seeing Saw at the movies, and, and I don't know if people, John Fredo, a local actor who is not a horror movie fanatic, I dragged him to see it, I remember. Um, and at the end of that movie, low budget, all of that, but I was so surprised at the ending, I remember standing up at the Elmwood Regal applauding. <laughs> I was like, yes! So I love Saw 1 and 2. But like Hostel, like I'm not a fan of oh. Hostel. Um, yeah. That's just me. You know, and again, I don't mind the slasher films, but I, I need something more than just like, let's just torture people for two hours. That, sure. That's not my thing. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the, the first few Saw movies were very much, I mean, they were absolutely very violent, but I think they were mystery thriller sort yeah. of detective movies first. And the violence right. was an accessory to that, I guess. But even one, I'd have to go back and rewatch one. I haven't watched it in a while. But if I recall, they didn't show a lot of the stuff. Like, you knew what was going to happen when they didn't get out. But they mm. didn't get into showing it as violently. Yeah. You know, later, it was just, let's just see, you know, violence. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, there was like blood on the floor. Like, you knew that things had happened, but they weren't like we're going to show you this person taking right. their eye out to get a key. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, so it's, I feel like a lot of the implied violence is a much more effective than right. just throwing blood at the camera and saying, here's, well, and they probably did it that way because it was so low budget. They right. probably didn't even have enough money to do the effects. Right. And then mm-hmm. look at how good I, I always tell people who are afraid of saw, because they think it's like no, watch one. It really mm-hmm. is. It, it's it's a good. I think it's a good story. <laughs> what do I know? But I think it's a good story. No, I agree. Actually, I remember the first time I watched Saw. I had a similar reaction. I was like, "What? What's? I can't believe that that was the." And I think I watched it at my grandma's house. My grandma is a huge horror fan, and she <laughs> let us watch anything and everything when we were younger but um my brother's a big scaredy cat so i would always be you know eyes glued to the tv and my brother would be like watching through just like a little peek through his fingers but my grandma loves all of those movies like saw she loves um the hills have eyes wrong turn wrong turn (laughs) yeah yeah she's she's a great lady yeah it's wild uh, but it's interesting that you bring up the the Saw series because it, they are super duper gory movies. But another movie that we had planned to talk about today, which is also extremely gory, but also very clever, is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, I, I don't. It is so funny to me. It's one of the most clever movies and very innocent in a way. I mean, the the characters in it uh, are so innocent and not even knowing basically that they're in this <laughs> horror scenario yeah um not even really realizing it and i think that that's part of its charm is that it's not you know anybody who's purposefully like 
a demon or a killer or anything like that. It's just happenings that <laughs> then they get all wrapped up caught in, up in and it's kind of this standoff right like no you shoot first you shoot first and i, yeah, I just absolutely love it so it's you know it's two hillbillies right who um they're trying to go away for the weekend to their cabin their fixer-upper you know that's going to be their vacation home and the thing that's so interesting about it is the the creators of it wanted to do, you know, a juxtaposition of stereotypes, right? Because you brought up those movies earlier, The Wrong Turn and Hill, uh, Hills Have Eyes and, uh, you know, Chainsaw Massacre. It's always these hillbillies who are killing these kids, you know, in mm-hmm. the woods. And this turns it all around because these poor two hillbilly guys are just innocently going <laughs> to their cabin and these kids think that they're, you know, mass killers um, when and they end up in if you notice, I don't do, do I don't want to spoil it for people because they really need to see this movie because uh, it's so much fun. But mm-hmm. um, the kids end up accidentally killing themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it's 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 really well acted and it's it's very clever. It's if people haven't seen it, that that's a good gateway horror movie to get into the the horror comedy i think people will really enjoy it it is it's definitely you know it's interesting you you say it's a gateway because i remember the first time i saw this it was with a group of friends i think it came out in 2010 i want to say so it was around like my senior year of high school and a group of friends of mine from from school we would always just sort of browse through netflix and just intentionally look for silly looking horror movies and t- we we never did any research or dug any deeper. We just saw a poster and we're like, okay, let's rock and roll. So we saw the poster for this and we thought, oh, this looks ridiculous. We have to watch it. And we found ourselves just like in a position where we're like, should should we be enjoying it this much? Like it's <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny and it's so sweet. You know, and at at its core, it really is. Uh, a really heartwarming tale about of two friends, two friends <laughs> just wanting to go to their vacation home in the woods and, and they get caught up in all this and it's just so the hijinks of it all is just, it's is also, wonderful. it's promoting positive images about yourself too. Cause one feels bad about himself and his friends trying to, you know, buck him up to, <laughs> yeah. to be more secure. And yeah, it's, it's really great. I don't, I have never seen it, but I guess um, if you get the, I was going to say, if you get the VHS tape, if you get the DVD, um, they have a bonus feature where they show the film from the perspective of the kids. Oh, Oh and my I, gosh. I have not, oh. I don't have, I do not have the DVD, but, um, and they, from what research and things that I've heard, it's more of a slasher film. Oh my God. Um, I love that. So, oh, well, now we have I, to get it. I know. So we'll, we'll split it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do halvesies and oh, you can perfect. watch it, then I can watch it. Cause I didn't know that. And I'm like, oh, that would be really cool to watch that, that perspective. It would be because it's very clear that they're, well, Right, because how it happens is they they mostly don't know that they're doing this to themselves. They're just happening upon their friends and they're like, oh my God, they killed again. And so it would be really interesting because yeah. I'm sure it would be completely different <laughs> and probably it's probably less funny 
No, yeah, it's supposed to be actually more of a you know slasher, straight slasher film. So oh, that's really great. I do remember. I I don't think that I had ever seen it before you and I met, Uh, but it must have been fairly new, or you were just really into it for a long time. Me? Uh, Yeah. But the when we first met, and we and you said, "Can I show you this movie?" And it was one of those things, and I'm like. Oh yeah, my new boyfriend wants to show me this movie that he really <laughs> likes, and um, and we watched it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Like I thought that it was just gonna be this stupid, <laughs> you know. I was just gonna have to kind of sit through it and laugh while you watched me to make sure I was laughing, <laughs> right? But no, it was. So guys, if you ever if you ever want to impress your date, just put on Tucker and Dale Tucker versus Dale Evil. Versus <laughs> evil yep. Well, and it too, the thing that's fun, if you're a huge horror movie fan, too, is the homages to, like, all the different, you know, not even horror movies. I mean, well, Deliverance, I don't know if you want to call that a horror movie or not, but, you know, Deliverance and Fargo and, you know, Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw. I mean, that's so much fun, too, to see those, you know, the different, you know call outs or Easter eggs or whatever they call them. Yeah. But yeah, it's it really, really is fun. So people who don't like horror, don't be afraid of it. You will enjoy it, I think. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. You know, it's it's there are so many people in our immediate sort of Buffalo theater community that I'm learning are very much into horror. Mm-hmm. And there there are still some that I, I want to know more, like a lot of the musical theater folks that that I know. Um and I think a good introduction for folks uh, who may not be into horror would be Anna and the Apocalypse because Anna and the Apocalypse is a musical. There, there you go. That was a great transition, Ricky. So Lisa, that was good. I have Ricky's been, very, very bad at transitions. I've been practicing my transitions because I'm, I'm, infamously trash at transitions. No, no, I thought the transition was great, but I'm like, geez, I was involved in musical theater for years and I don't know any of these people who like horror movies, so you're going to have to give me that well, list. Well, listen, so, <laughs> you know, we had no idea and then this quarantine happened and we were like, well, let's just start a podcast. The second we mentioned it, people very pleasantly started coming out of the woodwork and being like, oh, are you going to talk about this? Are you going to talk about this? And we're like, wait a second. (laughs) How have we never known that we had this like mutual love for this type of horror? And of course, Ricky and I really do love all types of horror. So Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty easy for us to make that connection when somebody else loves anything scary. But yeah, it, it has really been eye-opening to see how many people have reached out to us and given us recommendations for movies to cover or so how did you fall in now anna and the apocalypse for me i must have watched it i don't know like two months ago maybe a month two months ago and i fell into it because it kept popping up on my queue and i swear i thought anna the actress who played anna i kept thinking it was amber tamblin Oh, <laughs> like the picture on the you know on the screen. I'm like, sure. She and she looks like her. If you look up the the cover of the thing, anyhow. So I I just kind of clicked on it and watched the the trailer, and then I realized it's not her. But mm-hmm. I'm like a zombie musical, and so that's how that's how at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It must have been. <laughs> that's when I watched it because I was trying to watch a lot of Christmas horror. <laughs> yeah. So you know, because I wanted to be in the spirit. Of, of the course. season. Yeah, um, that's, that's what does it. Yeah. You know, just a bloody... I don't remember. 
I don't remember when we first watched it. I feel like it was right when it came out. Um, no. Well, I think we did end up watching it around Christmas time because it had been out for for a bit and we hadn't we still hadn't seen it. But when you watch it around the Christmas holiday, it, it really does get you gets you pepped. It gets yeah, you in the spirit. Gets you gets you, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's such a fun movie. And again, like Tucker and Dale, it has so much heart at its core, mm-hmm. um, but it's not afraid to get really gory and scary it has a lot of scary moments too yes and nobody it's you know it's again one of those where nobody's safe you know Mm -hmm. it's not one of those oh it's absolutely going to be a happy ending um type of thing and and the singers are great um oh yeah well except paul kane you know he he tried really hard (laughs) i just listened to the soundtrack again this weekend i didn't rewatch the movie but um gosh his song's just make me laugh they make me laugh he tried really hard um but but that was fun i didn't realize either that one of the gentlemen who wrote it he passed away what two years before Mm. it um finally got released oh yeah that's right Um, and he was that whole story with um ryan gosling yeah do you know that story about ryan gosling won't eat cereal yes yeah i didn't know that and i i'm gonna say this and it makes me sound so sappy because i was trying to you know do my research to talk to you guys and i was reading all that and i got really teary then i watched ryan gosling's little tribute and i was actually i was like crying it was very sweet and i had a whole then different feeling about Anna and the apocalypse, you know, of mm-hmm. how important it was for that group to make sure it got released. And um, right. yeah, it's it's it. I think it would actually be a, a great musical. I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, On absolutely. Stage. Absolutely. I mean, it's all the groundwork is already laid out. You know, it's hey Broadway, when you reopen, here's a <laughs> here's, here's a good Broadway. If you're listening, yeah. maybe oh. we'll do it. Do a staged concert reading of it or something. Yeah. We can talk to Second Generation and ask if they'll let us do it there. There yeah. you go. That sounds there you good. Go. I yep. think it would be wonderful. We'll make it happen. But yeah, I mean, it's that is that it was just such a sad, sad story. Um, you know what what had what had happened, but uh, you can tell in the in the finished product when you watch the film that it really was made with a lot of a lot of love and consideration and. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very well acted, very thrilling. It's very well performed. Um, and it's it's a Christmas movie, but you could watch it year round, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I think so. But like you said, I think that it's really, I don't want to say special. I don't think that that's like the right term that I'm trying to come up with. But uh, in a sense, it is when you watch a movie and nobody's safe because you are expecting this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well you know, this is the core group. So I think, I think that they're probably safe because we've built up such strong relationships with them. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, well that's out the window because yeah. now it's a, it's a nobody's safe. And not a lot of movies have the courage, I think, to do that. Um, some just really, you know, they, they go for, we really want you to, they stick you, to can, the you formula. can kind of know, you kind of can predict who's going to survive. Yes, 
Absolutely. Yeah. And this is another one. And it seems, you know, we, when we talked about Tucker and Dale, this is another one where you find people, you know, trying to find themselves and what's important in life and who are those important people. And it's weird when you're talking about, you know, zombie horror, you know, musicals that there is heart in it, but, but there really is. And there's nothing better than a teen angst horror zombie musical. That's right. You know that cla- <laughs> you that classic situation that yeah. <laughs> you know that we all went through at one point. It's all very familiar. Uh yeah, I I just absolutely adore that movie, but Yeah, and I think when it came out, I was so like over zombies at the time. Oh my, because, well it was so just oversaturated. Yeah, it it, it is still so oversaturated. Yeah. Um and especially you know, like uh, coming to the end of our relationship with The Walking Dead, we I know that it's it kept going forever, but we had kind of given up on it. Um, and I was like, I just don't want to watch any more zombie things anymore. And when this came out, I was like, okay, well, I, you know, it does look different and it looks fresh. a little bit more of a, yeah, yeah, a well, fresh it's, lens. It's- it's interesting that you say that because because I agree there there's a lot of that that zombie stuff out there. But did you see speaking of comedy horror zombie? Uh, did you see Little Monsters? Oh yeah, yeah. The, that was the, not the Fred Savage, the new one with Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. Again, that has a lot of heart. Really mm-hmm. good acting. That is another one for people who might and lots of gore. But, lots of gore. But really clever and really tugs at, you know, at the heartstrings and well acted, you know, yes. I mean, that that's so, you know, maybe the, the zombie people are stepping up their game or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, every once in a while. And I think since I think that people are trying to refresh it a little bit and make zombies or whatever they call them in their specific film uh, more of a fresh concept. Uh, like we watch Train to Busan, which was completely, you know, not a horror comedy at all. It was a nope. straight horror. But that was the first zombie film that I've watched in a long time that I've actually thought that zombies could be terrifying again. Mm-hmm. Um, is which, it subtitled? It is. It is subtitled. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because it's always on my list and I'm trying to remember why I didn't watch it yet. And I, I think that was why I was afraid that I wasn't going to get involved with it but everybody says that that's not a problem yeah actually it was it was not a problem for us i don't think at first it went really fast that's sometimes the issue for us is that if we don't read it as fast we sit pretty far away from our tv so if we can't keep up with what we're reading Mm -hmm. but i think after the first couple of minutes it was very well paced yeah well and you, you you kind of just become accustomed to the having the subtitles down there and that's but you and know, a lot it's of tough. it was action action right. based too so there wasn't dialogue sometimes mm-hmm. which right and you don't have to worry about Arr! right yeah. <laughs> exactly translating that to the english Arr! language right yeah no you're okay there but uh no that and that's also getting uh an american remake i just saw train to oh, yeah. oh. i don't know i don't know we'll yeah, see i don't think we need it but <laughs> why yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, right. Like uh, another one uh, again in the comedy. Did you see Deadheads? I don't think I have. I don't that. Mm, I don't think so. Um, it it's kind of. Um, it is a a road trip kind of uh, zombie movie, and it's about two guys who 
wake up and realize they're zombies, so they're still themselves, but they oh. have to fight. It's it's actually it's cute and it's hmm. a comedy. Um, it's, so it's from it's, the zombie perspective. Yes. Oh, yeah, fun. They've, yeah. So I I would recommend. And again, it's the the comedic, but still has the the gore factor in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we'll definitely really have to look for that. Oh, yeah. That well, I'm sure it'll make us have a whole new empathy for zombies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to wake up and you like you can talk and communicate, and all the gentleman wants to do is get back to his girlfriend because he was going to uh, propose to her. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's sad. That's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to root for the zombies. Yeah, but it's worth it's worth giving it a gander. That's a good one. (laughs) Very cool. There's a and I I want to touch on because I think we're on track to talk about zombievers because that's just, you know, another zombie movie. But in in the um, sort of zombie verse here, there's a section in I don't know if you've ever seen any of the VHS films, uh, the VHS series. No, I haven't. And I heard you guys talk about it on one of your podcasts. It's, I mean, they're definitely more straight horror and they're all found footage films. But there's there's one entry in, I think it's the second film in the series where uh, a man gets bitten by a zombie, but he's wearing a GoPro. He's like a biker, like a, a mountain biker. And he's wearing a GoPro on his helmet. And you watch the process of him getting bit then slowly losing his human life and then gaining a zombie sort of mm. perspective and so yeah you completely watch him transition and then in a weird moment like you empathize with him because well i don't want to give too much away but like there it's it's one of those things similar to deadheads where it's like you're oh, you're kind of really... rooting for the zombie right yeah <laughs> well Warm bodies is like that too, oh, yeah. oh, where yes. you totally, you know, want want the zombie to succeed. So absolutely. Oh, that was a fun movie. Yeah, I know. There there were some even when you were texting us and we were preparing for this episode, we were like, oh yeah, that's that was a really fun one. We we should watch that again. And it just reminds us when we're trying to look for things for this episode. It really reminds us to watch certain things over again because we forget how much we enjoyed them well that's what you know again i rewatched these this weekend but then started watching another one like i rewatched cabin in the woods last night because i haven't seen that in forever and that it's again such a well-made again comedic yet you know um movie and then the other thing that i've never seen was uh brain dead (laughs) <laughs> I was just telling Rhiannon about Braindead because mm-hmm. she loves the Lord of the Rings have movies. Have you seen it, Rhiannon? I have not. Nope. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> so I had, I, 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 I was shocked that I had never seen it. So I, I, oh, my, the, the body count in the, in that movie and the, the ridiculousness of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Peter Jackson came a long way. Um, sure has. From, from that movie but it is <laughs> it is it is something I, I think don't they say it's the most it's the goriest horror movie and the most blood and ridiculous i think ever i think it's still up there but back to zombievers which is which oh, is yes. i'm sorry i i'll <laughs> no, just keep please I, I i sadly i told you i've seen too many but zombievers <laughs> i okay this is how 
how silly I am. I didn't realize that was John Mayer in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> you know, and we have watched it multiple times. And today he said to me, do you know who that is? And I was like, ah, I don't know. He looks really familiar. Right. But yeah, and then he said John Mayer. And I was like, oh, well, now I absolutely see it because yes. he's got like very recognizable eyes. But yeah, I never knew until today either. when we watched it. It was funny when I watched it this weekend. I'm like, God, like he's that. It's got to be somebody because the right. mustache is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when I finished rewatching it, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, my God, Lisa. <laughs> like, I can't, believe, I can't believe you didn't know that. That was just and I guess, you know, they just at him and what Bill Burr is. it? Yeah. Um, just ad libbed all of that stuff in the beginning. For those who don't know, they play truck drivers in the beginning and at the end of the movie. And it's just. <laughs> silly and yeah i could do oh with a whole gosh. a whole movie a whole just like sequel of of just them on the road oh, end of end of them yes. you know d- hitting saying, deer do you, and do you yes. see that and do you him see going, that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay i trust you yeah. <laughs> just outrageous oh my um, gosh and then well we gotta uh, just over the hump is that what he says yeah over the hump over the over the hump well, so, those, so those who don't know what Zombievers is about, um, and pretty much the title is, is what it's about. So these truck drivers end up um, accidentally uh, dropping some toxic waste uh, into a lake or, or something, and the, the beavers um, become zombies. Now, <laughs> and, and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, here's my question for you guys, too, because I'm sure you, you've done your research. Did you hear that there is folklore out there? There's a bear in the, the movie as well. Yes. That supposedly the Backstreet Boys um, all took turns being in the bear suit. What? Oh, I, I did not hear that. That That, that is hearsay. <gasps> I cannot find that it's factual, but it is on many things that they say that the and I I would love to know if that is true. I would love to know if that's true. Also, I need behind the scenes. I need to know. Yeah. If if they were in the bear suit and why, I have no idea. And I don't know (laughs) if they just put that out in their press junket so people like me talk about it. But I, I, I need to know. Yeah, because now, you know, everybody who listens to this episode is going to be, well, now I have to watch Zombievers. I have to see if I can identify their walk or their, (laughs) which you absolutely cannot because it's just standing shots of the bear. Of the bear, but. That is so funny. And then there is a zombie bear later in the film for like one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that changes everything. I need to watch it. See, uh, now you've got to watch it again. 30 more times to see if you can identify a backstreet. If there's a little Easter. How would anybody know that? I had no idea. That would be, especially if they were not ever credited anywhere, unless one Backstreet Boy just let it slip and then people ran with it. And you would... know, probably what happened is one of them was probably on some press junket and made some joke about it. Sure. And yeah. now, you know, now this is, you know. <laughs> and now it's part of Zombie Beaver lore. That... Yes. <laughs> just what everybody needs. Zombie right. Beaver fan fiction and you know a whole side cool i'm all about it yeah give me more zombievers that you know that's another movie and we kind of touched on this uh idea earlier is that of course it's an outrageous concept but it's not afraid to kind of take the zombie genre or the horror genre for that matter and sort of do whatever the hell it wants with it i mean you sort of you take like the final girl trope for example we're we're introduced to 
of course I'm forgetting the character's name, but um the the whole reason Mary, why- Jen, Zoe, which one? The the one who was cheated on. Jen. Jen. Jen, thank you. Um the whole reason why they went out to this cabin in the first place was kind of get away, uh, because Jen was uh forced to break up with her boyfriend. And you sort of <laughs> She wasn't forced. She, she chose oh, to. Yeah. She, she chose true. to <laughs> Because she, he was a garbage person. She she wasn't held at gunpoint. To, she was not. No, nobody I, said. Listen, I don't know why I said Jen, forced. You have to. She was. She she chose to because he was an absolute piece of trash throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, his character was just the worst. Trash. But he also died in the best way. But that's not a True. spoiler because everyone dies in this movie. Um. Anyway. Uh. They, uh, you sort of assume that she is going to be the quote unquote the final, final girl, girl. Yeah. and uh, not so much, not so much, not so much. The the transformate there is a transformation scene um, in this movie, um, similar to American Werewolf in London. That's what, yeah. <laughs> what I compare it to, and it's yeah. actually um, again because I, I don't think this is a really high. Budget uh, film, but I, I thought that that body transformation. I thought they did a really good job with that. I agree. I agree. It I definitely agree. compared to sort of the other visual effects that we've seen on screen at that t- to that point. Um, you know, her transformation, which happens later in the film, you see that, and it's like, oh, okay, like this is where all their budget went. Yeah. <laughs> I, and- I, now that we're saying this, I will throw this out there too. I know Christmas is a year away, but the fact that nobody has yet in my life got me a Zombiever puppet for a Christmas gift, I don't understand. Zombievers used to be my ringtone on my phone. So oh my I'm just gosh. throwing it I'm just throwing it out there for anybody. For everybody listening. It, yeah, because I think that would I, I would love one of those puppets. <laughs> you because are going they're, to they're have adorable. This Christmas. You are going to have enough Zombievers puppets to make your own movie. (laughs) Don't get me excited because, like, I can't believe that that no one um, has done that. That's about... Anyhow, I digress. Go ahead. You were saying. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. The, The thing that struck me the most for this movie is... And I don't know, I guess this is a spoiler, um, but... I already said that everyone dies, okay. so well, we're, no, we're way past is, spoilers This is a this little point. bit more of a, a specific spoiler, spoiler but um, I think what this movie did really well is when they got bit, they didn't just turn into zombies, they turned into zombie beavers. And so I think, you know, so often some zombie movies they'll show you know people getting bit by an animal or something like that and then they turn into this zombie character but they straight up grow (laughs) beaver teeth and tails and start slapping around with their beaver tails some pretty good body horror (laughs) yeah it yeah it's it's impressive it's impressive (laughs) I don't know. Did you? I, mean, I know you must have, but everybody else really needs to watch through the end credits um, as well. Where have you watched all the way to the end? Where they te- they tease a, um, a different movie again. We're doing spoilers, but they tease that's coming next is zombies. 
Yeah. Which so just good. cracks me up. And why they haven't done that, well, I don't know. Exactly. Think, Where is it? We're looking for it. I we think want that it. Would, yeah, I think that would be hysterical as well. And again, oh, you know, as we've been saying, they this movie and the people making it absolutely knew what they were doing and what they wanted to do. And yeah. they, uh, they succeeded. It, it's one of those <laughs> movies where... Um, it's so self-aware that you, the audience member, you feel like you're just, you're in on the joke the whole time. And that just makes me want to stick around. Yeah. And I think going back to, you know, not being able to predict who was going to be the final girl or something in a way, in my opinion, like the, I guess, relationship that I had to these characters, they died in reverse order of what I would have expected them Mm. to. Yeah, Um, I agree. Because probably the most wholesome and likable character of this movie was the, I I don't remember any of their names, but the boyfriend in the Letterman jacket. Yes. And, you know, he's just trying to help and he's just genuinely a good guy from what you see. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. I think it was Tommy, yeah. Yeah, and he looks like the type of person that could make it to the end and not then, so much and then nope. those damn beavers just chop down that tree faster than he can run away and no more tommy him. my my what was my favorite quote and i can't remember i think it was sam um who said something um to the extent of you know we can't do this right now this is exactly what the beavers want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that and i just remember when i watched it again this week and just laughing out loud my dogs my dogs always look at me strangely when i'm watching these movies because i was i couldn't i just it was hysterical it was just timed so perfectly (laughs) it was yeah because it and it wasn't even it was just so genuine this is exactly what the beavers beavers want (laughs) which no but you know what i mean you just reminded me of something in thinking about the reverse order for how you want the characters to die the dog oh i know was just i could not i i just could not believe it and he was the one that i wanted to get away the most but what do they always say whenever there is is a dog or an animal killed in a horror movie they're like you know we'll watch anything we'll watch people get stabbed yes. and gutted and everything but mm-hmm. don't hurt the dog don't hurt the we dog we always nope. get upset it's yeah. okay if they just run away and we just assume that they made it out okay but you know then we were watching some behind the scenes <laughs> things and when the dog wasn't afraid of the beavers when, when at all. the dog yeah. wasn't afraid of the beavers and i just thought that that was that was the dog just saying you're not gonna kill me in your horror what movie is it? is it is it michael myers who's he's killed at least two dogs yes in the halloween yeah. franchise yeah he's a dog killer not not a good guy that's yeah not good. definitely not you know that they're not a good guy when they kill the animals yeah you can't do that no you can kill the people like you said it's fine but as and i love how you just animal. said you know the ones we're rooting get killed i'm like what does that say about us i know, I know. <laughs> Gosh. At least Michael Myers, I don't think we see it ever. Well, we, in the we, first movie, we see, well, we, uh, we hear the dog and, cry, the, and then we see the we dog's see the legs feet, right? sort of yeah. come down from off screen. Yeah. But, but you brought up Final Girls a lot, too. That's a good movie, too. Oh, it's I a great Final, one. Yeah. I thought Final Girls, again, has got that comedic, but it's um something we haven't i guess seen before i thought it, i thought it was very clever mm-hmm. and again you know I, I know we've probably gone too long because i could talk about a million but 
If you guys have, have you seen Behind the Mask yet? Oh, great. Yeah, Leslie Vernon. That's awesome. another one. I just really thought it was clever, like how they they did it. And again, um, it's for those who don't know, it's a, a mockumentary, um, well, a, about a documentary of people following a, a serial, you know, <laughs> slasher as he prepares. Yeah. And yeah. the first... The first two thirds of it are funny, and you like this guy, like you're rooting for the Michael Myers. He's like, oh, he's great. Yeah. And then the last, you know, whatever, fifteen minutes just turns it, you know, to see what this real this slasher is like. And I, I didn't know anything about it and saw it. Oh wow! You know, last month, and oh my, I just again, I've been recommending that one to people too. I just think it's really, it's really clever. Yeah, I know movies- I use that word, but. But it's true. I mean, movies like that 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 take the genre, they or they take a an idea commonly used in the genre and just totally flip it on its head. Yeah, is it's when it's done well, like behind the mask, it's just so much fun to watch. And you're yeah. right, he's he's so charismatic, and you root for him, you love him. You're like, and, oh, how did Michael Myers become Michael Myers? You know, and you see this guy in his backyard with dummies, you know, set up and him practicing <laughs> his kills, and he's so excited about it. And it's right, just, like he's just going to work. He's just trying yeah. to make his parents proud. That's like all he's doing, you know. Oh right. my god, just trying yeah. to make an honest living. And Robert England shows up, which you love to see him. Oh yeah. He's just the greatest um yeah definitely check out behind the mask if you have not seen it already i know i think that there are some really great things that pop up every now and then and we've talked about it before there's so much horror content so much and some of it is really great and some of it is questionable (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah a little bit questionable but um i i think that every now and then some really you know, unique ideas pop up and you have to catch them because then other people are going to follow suit and they're going to try to do their version of it and their version of it. And uh, I think that it's it's really special when you're able to see those first ones and, and say, this is the one who did it right. Yeah. Um, and then some other, you know, it's always great to get other takes on those types of concepts and ideas, but it's nice to see the first. And again, I think the 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 ones that are done well, the horror ones that are done well, are a way for people who are not necessarily horror fans, but they like movies, you know, yeah. to kind of get that that you know taste and not be completely offended, you know. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. in these comedic ones, the uh, the demise of characters are so over the top mm-hmm. that it's you know sad to say, but it's funny. It's like people who like to watch people fall down, you know. Yeah, like of course. Some people find that funny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that what so many people, some people, like you said in the beginning, don't like to be scared, um, and that's absolutely fine. I am the same as you. I will love horror movies. I will watch anything, but I will not go in a haunted house for a number of reasons. Uh, but that's, I think that people who are lovers of movies try to watch some types of horror movies, especially because they are very artistic and some of them are so cinematically beautiful Mm -hmm. that you can't love movies and not even be curious about some of what these directors and writers um and you know behind the scenes visionaries do with some of these movies because you don't get that type of um 
I guess, visualization in in a lot of other genres. I agree. I agree. 100%. That's it. Um, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> that's that all so I have to say about <laughs> that. Yeah, you left us both speechless. I know, we're, we're, talking, like, oh my we're God. talking about like, wow. absolute, you know, comedy. That was so deep. So back to zombies. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, this has just been so much fun just nerding out about the best movies in this genre. <laughs> um, we we are just at about at time, but uh, before we go, I one, I want to thank you for sitting with us and just having... No, thank you. <laughs> we're going to start looking for Zombiever puppets now. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're let gonna... me know if you find anything. Or we're we've be... also got to order that DVD so we can watch oh, behind yeah. the scenes yes. of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of, uh, Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Um, and I also want to ask, do you have any uh, projects going on in your side of the world that you're, you're excited or about up? or yeah, th- anything you want to plug? Um, well, uh, I did a movie this summer, um, but who knows when that we're going to be able to, they're doing a viewing party of it next week, but just for the cast. So that one doesn't count. Um, I'm going to be directing uh, a staged reading for second generation in the next couple of months, but that's not out yet. And Shakespeare in Delaware Park is going to be doing uh, two different smaller performances this summer. Um, We're not going to be doing our main stage shows again this year, but we have a touring production and a guided walkthrough show. The guided walkthrough show... um, will be different scenes from Midsummer Night's Dream. That'll be at Delaware Park. And then the touring show will be going to different parks and different venues. Um, we have an amazing cast. There's this uh, one one young actor, uh, Ricky Needham, um, who's oh, actually hmm. going to be in the touring show. Oh, um, I, think I've, I think I might have seen him in something. Yeah, he's an uh, up-and-comer. He's an up-and-comer. Up-and-comer. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm unfamiliar, but go ahead. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he will be in the touring. So people really, if you could just, you know, follow Shakespeare in Delaware Park on, on Facebook and Instagram, and um, we'll have dates and all that good stuff. I mean, we're blessed because we're outdoor theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be able to do things safely this summer. You know, we will monitor how many people can come um, and uh, see things safely. But, you know, we're blessed to have the wide outdoors as our our stage so um, we're really excited that that we're going to be able to do uh two productions this summer yeah and we cannot be more excited uh well well, i i could not be more excited to go see it ricky will have a hard time watching but uh i i could not be more excited to come see theater in person and you know see people that i know we were lucky last year at the um end of august beginning of september we had a small touring show last summer um, we could only have 50, you know, audience members there at a time. But I have to say, our audience, like how excited they were by that point to be able, you know, to put their blanket out and have a picnic and, you know, watch a live show and feel safe and, and comfortable. It was it it was really it was great to to see that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we all think theater is so important. Right. You know, we live in it. No, theater is so important for everybody. But to really have the year we had last year or how many months that was at that point um Mm. just to see you know how much it meant to the people who got to to see theater i i just i can't wait for it to be back yeah (laughs) in in full swing but and just to see i mean to see any any other faces in person and not on a screen (laughs) is just going to be absolutely we will genuinely 
Um, for a couple of weekends, Jacob Alberella, his food truck was down the street from us and we just went there just to see him, like just just to go into this parking lot and see his face and get and, a burger yeah. and, say and just tell him how good it was just to see him in person. Yeah. And again, I mean, I love watching movies, right? Always have, always will. But I'm kind of looking forward to the point of trying to find time to watch a movie and be excited mm. about it as instead of going, well, it's 2 a.m. and I've watched three movies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, you know, look forward to finding time as opposed to going, well, that's all I've got to do. Yeah, sure. instead of sitting down and saying, what movie are we watching tonight? Just saying, uh, you know, oh, we should watch a movie. We haven't done that in a while. Right. That's, right. that's yeah, something that we have been said in a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I am just so thrilled that you could be with us. And I'm looking forward to this summer and getting back on stage and just being with the people that I love doing the thing that I love. And thank you for the opportunity to do that. I'm very, we very excited. We can't wait. And you two have to promise me when you see a new good movie to text me now because oh, uh, oh, yes. I, I don't always know all the ones out there. So I'm looking forward to hearing your recommendations. Yes. Totally. And when the world reopens, um, we will make sure to let you know what theater we are going to so that you oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So we can all stand up at the at the end of the movie and clap and, clap. and applaud. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and applaud. Yeah. We have, I think we've done that at the Elmwood Theater too. We have. That's, yeah, something about that pictures, space. Our pictures were probably up somewhere. Yeah, about, yeah. Like, crazy. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really think that there's much the Elmwood Theater hasn't seen. So I think that <laughs> it was it was fine for us to do that. It, yeah. it was not a horror movie, but um, Machete. I'm sure you guys oh, have yeah. seen Machete, right? I went to see Machete by myself again uh, years and years and years ago. I was laughing so uproariously out loud through that whole movie, which is so over the top, uber violent, yeah. that I'm surprised they didn't like escort me out of there because it must <laughs> people were looking at me like, what is that crazy lady doing? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Anyhow. that. This has been so much fun. We do have a little tradition at the end of each of our episodes. Yes, we end it with a little bit of advice. So our advice is the same every week, but um, we'll we'll just get you started. And then you can, um, if you have just a little snippet. Yeah. Uh, my name's Rhiannon. My name's Ricky. Eat your vegetables. And get good sleep. Wow. My name's Lisa. <laughs> um, geez. Uh, wow. Wear your masks and uh, be kind to people and respectful. And when you can get your vaccine, get your vaccine. Yes. Perfect. Folks, this has been Getting Scared Away. Thank you for joining us so long. Bye-bye.